Hey, how is everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, Episode 9. Had a really great episode yesterday with my good friend Ben Price talking about the Steelers and the Ravens and the entirety of the NFL. And directly after that, I had to watch the UNC Texas game that ended in a tough way. But we will go over that game and go over uh, UNC's game against Stanford because I did not have the chance to recap that yesterday. So we'll hop into that right now. And maybe if we have time at the end, uh, I can talk about the Ravens and the Steelers. But I did not watch that game because of the UNC game. So I do want to focus on this UNC basketball team because there's a lot on my mind when talking about the Tar Heels. So let's get started. Tuesday afternoon. UNC beat out Stanford 67-63. Caleb Love led the way with 16 points. He was 2 of 10 shooting from the field in the first half, but second half he really picked it up, hit a couple of open threes. Um, So he had a really solid second half, which was an an encouraging sign. Um, UNC was 4 for 12 on three-pointers, which is not great. Not great for a college team. And uh, another point to add about the points, all five starters had 10 or more points. That's a really good sign. The scoring was really even. It was, I think, 10, 10, 11, and 10 for the other four starters with Love leading the way with his 16 points. But Stanford, Stanford was a really good team. I think they deserve a lot of credit for how they played us. Defensively, they they did a really good job of, uh, of limiting our offense in the first half. I think we, uh, second half we were able to break through a little bit, which was good. Again, it was it, it was two days ago, so this Texas game is really the most fresh on my mind. Um, free throws. I was saying in the first episode that we were a good free, th- free throw shooting team, and the last two games proved me wrong a little bit. Only 15 of 24 from the line again in the Stanford game, and then the biggest concern, in my opinion, were the turnovers. 24 turnovers against Stanford, and not like turnovers because of the defense just love this bad offense bad passes uh careless errors uh just being a little bit out of control but um this is a young team they're gonna make those turnovers but it was almost a few too many to lose that game but we did win uh again stanford was good zaire williams uh he uh he had that really bad technical foul which i don't know why that's a rule he did that because if he hangs if he didn't hang on the rim he's gonna fall on his leg pretty hard Players use the rim to uh, land safely, and I think that rule needs to be erased. It's really bad. We got a free point because of it. We'll take it. But overall, that was a good win against uh, a, a good Stanford team that's pretty underrated. Again, five-star recruit Zaire Williams. Uh, they, have, they had a solid team overall. But the game I really want to talk about was the game yesterday against Texas. I just wanted to go, go over the Stanford game a little bit just to give some background on uh, what we were heading into for the championship game because it was a good win texas we lose 69 to 67 on a game winner matt coleman the third texas guard senior hits a step back game winner from the right elbow defended by rj davis got a really good bounce on the shot it goes in heck of a shot by him he had a fantastic game by the way matt coleman the third was amazing 22 points 9 of 16 from the field and the game winner when there's someone on the other team who plays like that you got to give them props coleman was fantastic and we could do nothing to stop him 
For UNC, Garrison Brooks led the way with 18 points, 7 rebounds. He was 7 of 12 shooting. It's good to see Garrison get back in the his comfort zone. Last year, he ended really well, even when Cole Anthony come, came back. He continued the role that he was on, so it was good to see him have a, have a good day scoring there. But man, what a tough way to end it. UNC's down 12 at halftime. Offense just looked lost. The defense could arguably be just as bad or even worse. Obviously, the game winner will uh, decide the, the end of the game, but you could argue that we really lost that game with their 14-0 run. They hit three wide-open threes on terrible transition defense to to crack open their lead to nine. I believe it was 15 to 10, and then they hit their 14-0 run to go up nine, and we were down 12 at halftime. But I'm definitely proud of the way that we fought back in the second half. You know, we we started off, I believe, on a 12-2 run to make it two, and then it was just back and forth, back and forth between uh, the Texas guards hitting shots and and UNC getting uh, getting some good baskets down low from Brooks. And a couple from R.J. Davis. He finished with 11 points. But here are some stats that will really be the deal breaker in these games. Not only this game, but all UNC games this season. Three-point range. We were one for nine. That is 11%. And the free throw line, again, Monday, I might have jinxed us. I don't believe in that stuff because I really thought 19-24 against UNLV, we could make a, a lot of free throws during games. It was really encouraging. But man, 18 of 32, 56% from the free throw line. We missed two more. We're making only half of our free throws. We left 14 points on the board, especially really early in that game. Early in that game when it was like 8-5 to five, around that score, we were missing free throws that could have given us around an 8-10 to 10 point lead. You can't miss those shots. Good teams don't miss free throws like that. You can't miss 14 free throws out of 32. When I played basketball in practice, I'm hitting 9 out of 10 at least. I really worked on my shooting. I don't want to, obviously I don't want to compare myself to these college players, but they really have to hit these free throws. All college games come down to the free throw line. And can you hit them? Obviously, the UNC-Duke game last year, we know how that went down. That was because we couldn't hit our free throws. And the same thing occurred yesterday. It's been a history of Carolina basketball. We need guys to hit their free throws. I can go down the list right here. Baycott, 4 of 7. Brooks, 4 of 7. Davis, 5 of 7. Caleb Love, 1 for 2. Leaky Black, 2 of 3. So if I'm adding them up right, that's 10 free throws from our starters that we are missing. Got to hit those free throws. They can really decide the game. We make a couple more. Maybe Coleman's shot doesn't even matter. But I'm going to keep harping on it the entire season until we can, until we really start hitting free throws consistently at a good clip. I'd say around 75% is probably a decent clip for college. I don't really know how accurate that is. But I feel like for us, that would be a good thing, making 3 of 4 on average. But man, what a tough way to lose the game. And I, I want to talk about that last play at the end there. Because Leaky Black is easily our best defender. 6'7", super long wingspan. Why is he not on Matt Coleman? Why is he not guarding him? If you look back at the, the play, because it's been all over Instagram, Twitter, because game-winning shot to win the Maui Invitational. 
Archie Davis plays good defense. He's just 5'11". He can't contest that shot. And if you, if you focus on Coleman himself, he is a lefty. He, he, does, he gets the pick. We don't switch on it. I agree with that. But he drives to the right. When you went to the right elbow, there was only one shot that he could do that would be a good shot. First off, he did that same step back about twice that game. I believe he made both of them. I know he made one. Made at least one of that, that same step back, ball in the right hand, steps back, shoots at. As, as a lefty, that's their preferred step back. If you're a righty, you want to hold the ball in your left hand. If you drive left, you can step off your right foot to step back. For him, it's stepping off of his left foot because he's a lefty. So if you're UNC, if you're RJ Davis especially, you should know that. You should know that that shot is coming, especially with where your teammates are. If, if here are Matt Coleman's other options. If he drives all the way right, he's got Garrison Brooks there or Baycott. I can't remember who it was, but one of the big men was there to stop that drive. That's also a righty layup for a lefty. Or if he switches directions and goes back left, you still have help defense there for the guy who's guarding the corner or the other big that could have slid over. I believe that um, there were two defenders on the right side, one at the low block and then one uh, maybe a little bit above that. But if he switches directions, that gives RJ, um, he can force him farther out left and that gives our defense time to rotate. So you had to know there that Coleman was going to take that shot. That was his that was his best shot, the highest percentage shot and he nailed it. Again, great job to him, but and if and Davis played again, played good defense, but he couldn't contest it. So why is Leaky Black not on him? I believe Leaky could have contested that shot. He could have made things a little bit harder. Once again, Leaky is our best on-ball defender. He is in the game for defense. He should be guarding him. There's just there's just a lot wrong with that play. It's a great play by Coleman. And again, I give him all the credit in the world because he was so clutch and so good for Texas, especially down the stretch. But man, that, that was a tough one to go down. And and as a basketball fan and, and as I like to analyze plays, you got to put your best defender on the ball to make it tough, especially when he's 6'7", super uh, long like Leaky is. Because I'm pretty sure everyone watching that game, every UNC fan, saw that step back coming. They saw number two, the lefty, with the ball. They said he's going to do that same step back they did five minutes earlier in the game. And what do you know? It's a shot. He's been pra- he's probably practiced that a thousand times, maybe more. And he nailed it. And Texas brings home the win after UNC really fought back in that second half. That was an encouraging comeback. Obviously, there are things we need to work on. Shooting is a huge problem for this team. I mean, Caleb Love, he a three, a, a three to go up three points when it was tied. Air ball. I mean, I, he can shoot. I think I think Caleb Love can shoot. He's not a liability from the, from the three line. He's just not hitting them. He made two yesterday in the second half against Stanford, or two days ago against Stanford. Just a bad miss. He was 0 for 4 from three. RJ Davis looks like he's he can be a good shooter. And he, here's a problem with Leakey on the floor. Again, great defender. Fantastic. He does, aside from scoring, which obviously is not his strong suit, he does everything well. But it just seems like sometimes offensively, he can be a liability. Because he's not the most explosive player. He's not a good 
three-point shooter, or shooter really at all. His jump shot's not great. Doesn't shoot it at a high clip. But him on the floor, that means we only have two shooters. If we play with our two big men, which we probably will for most of the season, because we have four really solid big guys down there, and Leaky's that small forward, or the third guard, you could say, that means we only have two shooters on the floor, which makes it very difficult to space and create space for our big men, but also to get get the guys who actually can shoot threes, like Love and Davis, get to get them open looks. That look by Love was the best of the night. And he just missed it. But again, I, th I think Tar Heel fans, there's no need to panic. That That's a good Texas team. That is a really good team with a lot of talent, a lot of experience, and, and some good big guys to contest our bigs. This is a very young team. We need to have some patience with these guys. Caleb Love, RJ Davis, they're, they got to get used to, to playing with the big guys. Those some, some layups that worked in high school and easy drives to the basket, they're going to be contested. RJ Davis is only like 5'11". They're going to have to get used to the speed of the game. The turnovers were a huge problem, especially for Love, but they'll get used to it. We need to just be patient with these young guards because it's hard for them to be good off the start because it's a completely different game than it is in high school. Also, we're, we're playing six freshmen. Six freshmen get meaningful minutes. Love, Davis, Walker, Kessler, Daron Sharp, Puff Johnson played a little, bit, a little bit, and Walton. Six freshmen who have played four games in college. we got to give them time. I have full faith in, in, in our guards, our young guards, who, that they will improve over the season. And they will, they will understand the game better. They won't make the same sloppy mistakes that they made this weekend. They'll be able to be more composed when shooting free throws or three-pointers. And even the, even the young bigs. They played too well yesterday, but they'll get better. This team's only going to get better from here. And I, I think, obviously, was the Texas game a game we could have won? Absolutely. Did we? Were there plenty of opportunities to not lose that game or win that game? Absolutely. But we fought back from 12 down in the first half, 28 points in the first half. That was awful. They only scored 25 or 29 points in the second half. Good, better. The defense was a lot better, but the free throws were huge. And I, I want to talk about our offense a little bit. It just seems like we're a bit stagnant. Where's the movement? I remember a couple possessions. I counted how many times there was a dribble in the paint. There was one possession. I counted zero dribbles in the paint. Just swinging it around the perimeter. There was a, a, a little bit of off-ball movement, but not much. Just swinging the ball. No dribble action. No picks on the ball. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Especially with two bigs on the floor. It just looked crowded. There wasn't space to drive. There were there were no dri uh, dribbling lanes because all we were doing is holding the ball and then passing it. I don't know if I don't know if it's just if, I don't know if that's by design or just how we're playing right now. But we gotta get some more movement. We I feel like we need some more on ball screens. Get Baycott in pick and rolls. Get Garrison Brooks in pick and rolls and pick and pops. He can shoot mid range decently well. Because what that does is, if you give a Caleb Love or R.J. Davis some space, they have so many options. Once they get to the elbow, they have so many options. 
pull up for mid-range, dish it to the big who, who set the pick, drive and kick, which then can cause a, a flurry of passes to hit an open three-pointer, three-point shooter on the other side. So much can be done with a simple pick and roll. And it just seems like that's just not our offense. This is my first year really paying attention to Carolina basketball. I don't know, I don't know if it's just the team this year. But we just they people are just standing there. And we're not even making the defense work. Very little, very little dribbling action into the paint, dribble penetration, not much movement on the perimeter. Obviously, the bigs are working. And also, when a big I said I think I said this two days ago. When a big gets doubled in the post, someone is open. And can that three-point shooter who's standing up at the top of the key, can they please just shift over to the side where the big is on to get a wide-open three-pointer? Please. I know it's me for my TV. I know I'm not in the moment of the game. But I feel like these are things that they should know how to do. These are very talented guys. And again, I have the utmost faith in them. It's a young team. They're going to make these mistakes. But why are we swinging the ball around the perimeter for 20 seconds, waiting for a big man to win a post up just for them to get doubled and shoot a bad shot or turn the ball over? Or we have seven seconds and Caleb Love has the ball at the top of the key, just like he did 23 seconds ago. I wouldn't say it's baffling, but it's a little confusing. Our offense just looks lackluster. So I think that those are probably some things that are definitely some things Roy's going to work on to get our offense better because there were some plays where we would it would be RJ Davis driving into the paint it's either free throws it's it's uh, just to a big man or we we get some passing uh, some driving kick uh, options to create some space for some shooters that is how you can really beat some of these college defense especially if they are in man and even zone. I can't remember what Texas played yesterday. They were probably in man because I didn't see any sign of them playing zone, but I could be wrong. But overall, this offense has to improve. Because defensively, again, second half, fantastic against Texas. That game was lost offensively and with a 14-0 run that Texas had. Really offensively, I'm talking about shooting because we were getting on the offensive glass. That is a, something that is going to be one of our strengths this year. Getting on the offensive glass, we out-rebounded Texas by about, I think, almost 20 yesterday. 20 to 8 on the offensive glass. Second chance opportunity points will be huge for guys like Sharp and Brooks and Baycott. And with that, they're going to get fouled. And that's where it all comes back to the problem with UNC basketball in recent years. Free throws. If you get fouled, they're free points. It's a wide-open shot. you got to make your free throws. We can't shoot. 18 of 32 from the free throw line, especially against teams like Virginia and Duke and Florida State. Games that are going to be close because they always are. We can't just lose points like that. But at the end of the day, my biggest takeaway from from Maui, from the Invitational, is that we're a young team. And I keep saying that this episode, but we're a young team. There's a lot of inexperience, but there's a lot of talent. Caleb Love showed great flash, showed a great flash of potential in that second half against Stanford. Garrison Brooks looked like he was back to old form yesterday with his 18 points. The young freshman, at times, it looked really good. Obviously, look a bit inexperienced at some point, but it's because they're freshmen and they are only going to get better. And that's because we have one of the greatest coaches in college basketball history, and Roy Williams, to coach him up. 
So that's going to be conclude the episode. I, I wanted to stick to UNC basketball because I really had a lot to say about the Texas game. Because there are just some, like I, like I mentioned off with the stats, there are some signs where our team struggles and, and where, we, where we are good. But I think there's a lot of potential with this team. We can make a deep tournament, tournament run. I really believe that. This team's only going to get better from here. They're going to get more experience, especially the guards. We just can't lose patience on them. And that's going to do it for 125 Unfiltered today. Thank you for tuning in. Tomorrow I will do uh, I'll do Week 13 NFL preview as well. I'll go over some uh, some NBA news that happened recently. But again, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.